Hey guys, welcome to the MC Anime Podcast. We cover anime, geek culture, Japanese aesthetics, and Asian studies. We are a multi fandom podcast, and you can expect to hear topics in your favorite hobby or fandom activity potentially. You can find MC Anime on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and YouTube. Also, please check out mcanimepodcast.com, our website. Furthermore, stay tuned in for another episode. Hey guys, this is MC Anime here, and we're back with another episode of MC Anime Podcast. So we have two people with us today. One is the regular Kimmy, and other one is Chris is Emerald. How you doing today? Doing pretty right. good. Also, you probably noticed I changed my Discord name because my Discord kind of upgraded. Alright, say hi Kimmy. Um, hello. As you know, Kimmy the Cat's back, so just be aware yep. of that. I am alive, woohoo. So, uh, cool. Emma, tell me a little about yourself, what you do, and all that stuff before we get to the episode. Oh, what I do? Well, I do yeah. reaction videos, I do gameplays. In fact, I'm doing a game. I'm doing a gameplay series of Night in the Woods. You probably heard of that. Okay, okay. Harry, what's your introduction? Since I'm very generous. So for the older guests, um, if you remembered, I used to play Yu-Gi-Oh, um, but I kind of took apart from it. And now I am a Pokemon player, and I'm a Photoshop artist. I'm very good at art. Um, and yeah, that's my introduction. Yeah, he's a retail man too. So there you go. Sim? In his day life, he's retailing at night when do Photoshop. Yep. So for the dude, today's episode is based on my original take. Of being a character uh it's inspired by face off and i'm actually gonna be a character and part of the process i did it to choose a character was based off the north mythology yikuso tree the nine realms so that's a little bit of background about today's episode today's episode is called character design and theme methods so basically we're going to break down different pictures that I have of the nine realms. We're going to talk about design for each one and a little bit about North mythology in the picture and what aesthetics could you use as an obvious reference? What could you use as an indirect reference to that picture? So is there anything you want to add about North mythology, guys, that you want to share? Well, well the Asgard picture looks nice. Same. Okay. I also like the frost giant. It kind of gives me to imagine what my OC would look like if there were like frost in his fur. Mm, true. And you know, with North mythology, well, if you want to go to Asgard, we can. Asgard is one of those popular mainstream realms that a lot of people know about. Because of like Marvel with Thor and Loki and, you know, Odin. Yeah. Well, yeah, they are the All Father and Loki and Thor. But you also get into the different warrior aesthetics and kind of like the upper Ultraslon of the Asgardian. Yeah. yeah, and Odin's father. Oh, yeah, he's an, the All-Father. That's kind of what he's called. Yeah. He's the overseer and ruler of the Matriarch thousands of years. Yeah. So what makes Asgard particularly interesting is the Bifrost or the Rainbow Bridge. 
It's a, uh -huh. It actually acts as a portal to the nine different realms of the Equal Tree. So it can actually transport you as a gateway to a astral realm you actually want to go to. Yeah, like Earth or the world of Equestria where Myosi lives. Well, technically, Myosi could live anywhere. Equestria can be really connected to the Equal Tree as necessarily. But I don't know. And the connectivity, maybe. But I don't think it connects to every world. Like, there like, but now you mention it, Asgard has been one of the places that were attacked recently by so many enemies. What do you mean, the MCU? Well, allow me to break down a few things. Like, in the movie, well, in several episodes of Guardians of the Galaxy and Spider-Man, pretty much Asgard was taken over by either Loki and that symbiote invasion. Those things give me the creeps. Mm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, pop media like DC and Marvel. Marvel has a big impact with Thor as a character. I yeah. mean, there's a Thor version in DC, but it's not really as prevalent as Thor and Marvel. Wasn't there, like, a DC villain that was, like, part of, like, a Greek mythology? No. Uh, I don't know. I'm sure there was. I'm sure, I mean, there has to be there's at least one. I'm sure, I don't know why they wouldn't. Um, I mean, well, yeah, DC focused more on the Greek. Uh, I think it was the Ares. Oh, Wonder Woman. Wonder Wait, Woman. no, Wonder Woman. Wait, yeah, yeah Wonder Ares, Woman. Right? Woman. It was the main protagonist of Wonder Woman. Yeah. Well, he was the protagonist of Wonder Woman, but it was mostly the antagonist against the Amazons. Because the Amazons were the ones that were keeping him at bay for him coming to the to Earth and not being banished. Back to uh, Norse mythology. Not get back into Greek because not like Asgard is interesting. The simple fact: it's where the newer gods live, and it's always an invading force in the mythos. What Norse actually represents. So, what are some design choices that Asgard you can take to use for a character? Since it is part of this theme method. Well, what kind of weapons? That depends what kind of weapons are in Asgard. Well, Asgard, the Asgardians is typically a ruling class with a warrior focus. So there's all different mixed people being in, and it's not just a, you know, the newer gods of Asia being Asgardians. It's like the melting pot of different species coming in to be part of it. Like, that's how. One specific that. thing, you could have the Valkyries, with the door, whatever, fighting alongside you, but you'd be... That's typically Hasbro's trait. Without a specific group of Asgardians, it's just Asgardians. That's pretty cool. As a theme method, uh, Asgard is like... ruling class, heavenly, um... In the sky is a big thing, so... The Rainbow Bridge, so... Having something to connect to, maybe Mother Nature, the, sure. the weather, or something like that could be cool. Any thoughts, Kimmy? Um, I think why it's maybe it's not like the characters. I just like the location of like of of Asgard, rather than the. I mean, the character designs also look nice. Um, basically, if you see like a, like an actual like of the Thor movies, you would see like the background of it. Even like the newest Thor movie, like I just like how like um, the terrain 
the fields of like of the world of Asgard. I thought it was pretty cool. True. I mean, given the aesthetics for Asgard, I think you would have to, you know, if you want to do the gods, then you could have the gods, heavenly, cosmic, all that stuff. Eternal theme is a good one. But gold can be a really good color scheme in the scheme of things. Rainbow as a color palette could be interesting to pick from as well. So there's different aspects that would make a design off that character kind of cool because it's how the Aesir gods kind of became associated with the gold. That's kind of how they fortified their home. So when you think about it, all that going gold being upper class kind of makes fits for Asgard. Any final thoughts? Um, not really. We can move on to the next point. Well, Helheim. Helheim is interesting, actually. It's the version of the underworld, the afterlife location in North mythology, and paganism. So it's also in pagan religions as well. Um, So it's more by being the same name, Hell. In late uh, Icelandic, we also have varying descriptions of Hell, how they were giving so as being buried with the items that fabricate their journey to hell after death but you know it's kind of interesting because those who have died of an illness or old age is typically the inhabitants interesting it's the realm of death located in the deepest darkest gloomy part of Niflheim in the nine worlds of the Yggdrasil well when you bring that up it kind of reminds me of well you remember the Hasbin Hotel and Hell of a Boss? Yeah. Well, as much as I like the animation, I gotta say the storyline is a little questionable. Yeah, true. Like, why do they make that? Yeah. Like, the Zootopian one was a better idea, but that? I feel like they're... Sometimes I feel like some people are not looking at the potential. True. But I don't know. What do you think? Well, you get, like, a dog theme. You know, you have death and it's kind of like you're being punished because typically those who die is a dishonorable death forced to tread to the icy lands with no fire can live it's all that yeah but this movie makes it feel like that hell is not a bad thing but it's very wrong yeah it's kind of interesting what's your thoughts Kimmy on has been hotel or the hellheim hellheim so on hellheim wasn't like in Thor Ragnarok, I think it was called, like in the beginning. Wasn't like Thor, and that was like in the, it was in there in the beginning of the movie, and he fought like one of the, like the king in that movie, or was that something else? Ball of the Fire Realm, with the fire. Oh, giant. that's the fire. Oh, the Fire Realm giants, yeah. and that's yeah. I don't think that's in there. Okay, so um, for Elheim, I think yeah, it kind of gives you like a Magic the Gathering vibe. You know, like would you agree? Okay. Anything specific in magic like that one? Like maybe a the black mantle? Yeah, like specifically the swamp. Like even by the art itself, it could look like a magic card. I don't know. Um and like there's a like, creatures with zombies or like vampires. So that oh, um, okay. like undead creatures. I thought it looks cool. True. And uh the contents is like you have the House of Hell, which is one of the nine worlds of North Mythology, the Hellheim. Will of by Hal, the mysterious daughter of the trickster's god Loki, his wife, Angobada, cold dog, misty abode of the dead, located in the world of Nathan. 
lowest level of the North universe. So it sits at the really bottom of the ecosystem tree and Asgard's like on the top. So this is like a, a contrast to both. As for character wise, um, there's several ways you can go. Uh, Departed Soul, Black, Dark Colors, and overall a murky or an eerie presence. What's your guys take? <laughs> well, when you put it that way, it does sound pretty intense. Uh, you could not, but judge it by my appearance, I don't look anything like that, do I? Well, no. I guess you'll be like a bright character for Asgore instead. True. Thanks. How about you, Kimmy? What type of character you think will be coming from Helheim? Um, oh, on the top of my head, probably one of the creatures from Magic the Gathering. Okay. A D&D Helheim inspired version of it. Gotcha. You mean the harpy? No, 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 no. I think of one. Basically, can we think of the afterlife when he used to be a cat when he had one of his nine lives? Oh, no. <laughs> I found one. <laughs> I'll post it so. in the series. Oh, I'm like one of the night creeps. I'll post the picture. Oh, gosh. <laughs> That's kind of funny. Wait, you, so, know which one I'm talk- you know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> night creep. Yeah. You guys makes me feel like playing D&D again. Maybe someday. <laughs> the night creep creature? Yeah. To the end of the talk about creatures become black and all lands become swamp? What? <laughs> 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 okay. That I'm sure. I guess that can work. The monstrous beast turning everything to black and swamps. Well, that's not really swampy, but you know what? Dark, it works. Black works. No life there at all. Yep. Oh, gosh. But yeah, that concludes about Helheim and its origins in the North mythology. Next is actually going to be Jotaheim. Um, Jotaheim is kind of interesting. It's like a frozen tundra environment, and it's actually home of the ice giant. And like some notable people like Fenrir and some other stuff but typically very cold very desolate it's like a cold desert it's the dwelling place of the giants or the ice giants Jotun is winter so it's the what the land the realm of winter itself was usually thought as being far to the northwest it's the place where the ocean met the end of the the edge of the world it's a giant land so giants are the residents, and uh, the ruler is actually Lufrey. So it's a frozen wasteland. Sounds like Crystal oh. might feel right at home. Yeah. Um. So then that's like Loki's um homeland, because he was from well, the yeah, ice, giant. Off. ice giant. Ice uh, giant. Oh, I thought that was Loki's homeland, right? <laughs> well, you know, it was also Loki that portrays the uh the kills Lofi, which is the father. He then overloads the Bifrost power in, in order to destroy the full Jotaheim in Marvel. So, when you think about it, they have a different storyline with it. Whoa. Yeah. So, Jotaheim is not even the, is the giant land. It's also thought as being... So, at the edge of the world. So, it's where... Um, the, it's the farther edge. So, it's actually harder to get to in some aspect. And also, in my opinion, uh, I actually picked a really good uh, character design based off Dota Heim. I'm actually doing uh, 
Scotty. Skatey or something like that. Yeah, She's Scotty. the uh, She's... goddess of winter, hunting, skiing, the, mountains. The... She's very Pacific. Oh, so great. skiing, bow hunting, winter, and the mountains. So... She's one of that I'm picking. So the design-wise, what do you think when it comes to Giant Land and Frozen Tundra? Well, I think I would go for... Well, what are the, I guess I would go for a White Wolf because they're more skillful in those environments. Oh, so you go like, like uh, Yo Loki's son, Fenrir. Uh, sure. He's a Giant Wolf character. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, he's a Giant Wolf. As Basin that takes some residence in Jotaheim. How about you, Kimmy? On what? You have Jotaheim, which is the, the land of winter. We have a giant land and winter theme. What comes to mind? Um, yeah, similar to what you said about Scotty. Um, it brings me back because I used to play Smite, and Scotty was one of the guys I did play. Um, so the oh, fact so that you she's awesome. Oh, uh, yeah, I do. I like a fair bit of knowledge about her. Oh, gosh. Okay, well, I guess doing her, maybe I won't now. <laughs> yeah. You're like the second person that knew about Scotty, top of their head. It's like, what? This just, I just filed us this today. It's just kind of crazy, but that's five the point. But yeah, with that being said, it's James is one extreme for smart people. So, when you think about it, it's beyond the fence, way out there, already hard to get to. Wow. One extreme of the end of the traditional spectrum between the inner god and the outer god. So, inside the fence. So, when you think about it, Jotaheim with Land of Giants and being winterized, it's just how you perceive it. Oh, dear. Yeah. Yep. Next one was going to be Nithaheim, the Land of the Fire Giants. Cool. I like getting. Fire. Sorry. That's why it was interesting. Uh, yeah. It's a location which overlaps the notions of Nithafel and Hell. The name Nithafel appears only in two extenses, which is the Gafaging and the much debated Ugens. Um So it's actually oh, interesting. Uh, what dude, I, dude, dude, I got bad news. I need to get going soon because it's midnight. Gotcha. Well. That is the introduction for Crystal in this episode. So All please right. tell them a little bit before you leave, and we go from there. Sure. Where can they find you and all that stuff? Well, before I go, I want to let you guys know I'm starting a Discord server called the Emerald Tent. It allows new mem. It allows new friends to join me in my videos. Well, there okay. you. Yep. Anyway, so, Crystal for being here and. Give some insight into at least Asgard, Jotaheim, and Helheim. I will, but I don't think she's online, is she? Who? A uh, crystal. No. Oh. You're just on. I said thanks for the link. All right. Anyway, I gotta go. Bye. Bye, guys. So, uh, yeah. We continue going with Nithaheim. It's the misty region north of the void in which the world was created. So it's an icy under the eye. So, Niflheim is known for land of mist, ice and cold. Frigid provides a final resting place for the dishonored dead. The grim giantess who roams over the deceased also makes her home here. So, when you think of Niflheim, what 
do you hear? What do you think about? Oh, so then that's the land of the fire giants, and yes, that's right down my point earlier about when Thor was in that movie fighting the Fire King, and he was able to get the Fire King's crown. Yeah, kind of interesting because uh, it's kind of weird. Oh, how everything works out. <laughs> it's actually the misty version of um, the tree. And again, it gives you like a Magic Gathering vibe. So like, I could probably show another oh. example if you want. Of like another creature from like the Fireland. Yeah, it's uh, it's really in a cold, desolate land with it. It's all surrounded by water. It has a lot going for it. It tends to oh. give off a an eerie feeling, like I can say the least. And uh, typically, the residents don't usually stay too long. Yeah. Um. It also brings up uh, another remind me like for Yu-Gi-Oh reference. That reminds me of the yeah. burning abyss floor because of, like, of the fire lake and stuff. Oh uh, yeah. And well, Dante. When you think about it, yeah. Uh, the primordial realm of ice and mist it's the coldest realm in the entire universe it's the realm of the soulless where beings who have had their souls destroyed upon death reside that the home is the home of the home of Nighog, the vow of the dead and the ice giants so think of like this as like a Jotaheim burial ground but the ice giants not wanting to be there because of Nighog itself so with that being said it's the coldest realm. It's a little bit more colder than Jotaheim with the ice giants. So we found a realm that's even colder than that place. And it's a realm of the solace. So very eerie. I would probably designate it as a limbo. Maybe like a spirit. And having like a very clear version. Kind of. How about you? Yeah, I agree. <laughs> so. But yeah, that's a little bit about Nithaheim. And how it kind of presents itself so uh with that being said the clear rainy vibe how the aspects of water or even a spiritual astral plane projection being modified from someone's body could be really cool for a design of a character i mean it hall being based off a character could also be well because i think in the generator archetype nick hog is actually represented as a generator boss. Oh yeah, that thing. too. I almost forgot about our, that archetype. <laughs> yeah, Tribune, uh, one ice water type or something. Tribune on the field, yeah. Tribune itself, it would have, it negates the summon, so it being Nithog, kind of being the story of giants kind of makes sense. It negates the summon stuff. Like, on paper, <laughs> the cards sound nice, but the downside of the deck, it heavily relies on the field spell. Why I don't think a lot of people are playing. It does. But yeah. Next realm, that's uh Mithaheim. Let's go to Mothelheim. That's Pelheim. This is the land of the giants. A hot, bright, glowing land in the south, guarded by Sut, the fire giant. In the beginning, according to one tradition, the warm air from the region melted the ice of the opposite region, Nithaheim, thus giving the form Yumir, the father of the evil giants. So, uh, Mothaheim is where the fire giants live in demons. This is the, uh, Mothaheim, which is the world destroyer wreck of the world. So this is your Mothaheim, uh, primordial world of fire in the cosmetology of the Norse people. In the beginning of the creation, the heat of Mothaheim and the ice of Nithaheim had combined to create Yumir, the giant, whose body was used to form the world itself. 
So you think of Yu-Mi-Oh, which is the big how Ragnarok came about. Um, that and with the design of it, that looks pretty cool. Feature. Yeah, it's actually the file place itself. Yeah, and you also see like um also the specific artwork that um in there. On the inside the Google document, you can see there's like a hiker in there, and there's like two like hooded guardians like guarding the the bridge. That looks cool. Yeah, it's like suspended, but it has the fire thing with the lava, it being so hot and being the opposite of Nithaheim. Okay. In retrospect, Nithaheim being as cold as it is, and Metheheim being so hot, the, the contrast between the two is actually probably vibrant. One is bright colors, one is desolate with misty colors. As for design-wise, I think uh, fire comes to mind. Uh, demon, like the underworld demon, can also be a really cool spin on it. And anything to do with heat, lava, volcanic, stuff like that could be a really good character to inspire from Messerheim. What are some of your thoughts on Messerheim design? for a character for the theme method? Um, it kind of feels like a dark, edgy vibe to it, not gonna lie. Uh, oh. That's not a bad thing, but I it's like a, I like it, I got like a good thing, you know. Oh, uh, true. You know they have Ghost Rider for a reason, so <laughs> they kind of give that vibe. Yeah, yeah, you know, it does give off like a Ghost Rider vibe. So true, but yeah, that's the final aspects of uh, the Heim. Muzzleheim, I mean. Next, we're going to go to uh, Nola Vio. Nola Vio is the home of the doors in myth. It's underground. And it's very regarded in the Norse mythology. So what are your thoughts about Norivir? Norivir, it has like a nice atmosphere to it. Um, I like the uh, the artwork behind it. As for the creatures, I'm not entirely sure specifically. Do you know the specific characters? Tom of the or... Oh, like you know, like the seven the seven dwarves from <laughs> No, it's the dwarves in North mythology that use that craft the magical weapons, like the people. Oh, that craft yeah. The yes, yes, yeah. I was gonna say that. Yeah, there was only one of them that was able to survive, right? Yeah. Oh my god, I remembered that. Yes. Yeah, so okay, yeah, similar to that. Um, kind of forgot how they came to an extinct to begin with. Um, so it's one of the realms of North mythology, which the home of the dwarves or black elves. So there's also black elves here too. Uh, Canadian subterranean terrain was said to be the located in the north, specifically a reference to the position in Yucca the World Tree. So yeah. when you think about it, it's one of the nine realms. The problem is that both North of Vio and Swathers of Helm are mentioned, and it's unclear if the sixth world is in the world of dwarfs or one of black elves. The dwarves world is mentioned in the Prose Edda, which is also the Suits of Vio. So we had North of Vio. Has like different uh, lore with it, like God of War, Ragnarok, different stuff like that. Um, I think either Dark Elves or Doors being the main characters is interesting. So, anything you vision of as a dwarf, the as a character you think you'll like? Uh, the only character I could think of would be the one in um, the Ragnarok movie that helped. Before he gets his hammer, that's really all I can well, think of. So short, stumpy, long beard, heavy armor, very built. Well, more, not built, but like very battle prone, short and stumpy. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Ah. Yeah, I guess. Dark elf, probably be darkened figure as a custom thing, being evil in some aspect, playing with dark magic. So, 
Dothavir is pretty interesting in that regard. It doesn't have, I mean, it's underground, so you can totally go a different direction with subterranean. Um, there's so many creatures on under the earth subterranean that you could do as well. So, I agree. Yeah. What the envision of characters that Dothavir can inspire is kind of like whatever meets the eye kind of thing. So it's not like an obvious choice like other ones could be. So if you think about it, North Avia actually pretty good on how many characters can come from it. So, yeah, that's North Avia. Uh, Vanaheim is interesting. This is where the older gods live. The the, uh, the deer. And Vanaheim yeah, is like healthy feeling. It's like, it's associated with Vanir, a group of gods that's associated with fertility, wisdom, and the ability to see the future. So Vanir is attested, uh, both, let's see, sanitations, which are single time. So it's kind of interesting how Vanaheim, uh, takes place. It's the home of the, the Vanir deities. Seldom mentioned in the North text, Vanaheim was thought to be a counterpart to Asgard. The world of their seal gods. It was best known as the birthplace of Nord, the patriot of Vanir. So, basically, think of if the Asgardians, based on the seal, didn't take the world of Asgard, then Vanaheim will be the rest. Will be the actual place where Asgard would be is now. Is that interesting? Yeah, very. I think it caught my interest a lot. Um, because the Vanir, the people and then the people that broke off was the Athea, which is the Asgardian people. The two groups of war were not at war at war with each other, but eventually made peace and joined as allies. So that even even after Asio gods became good, the Vanilla just they kind of kind of forgotten about a little bit. I know the designer I had envisioned was a uh, Freya. Who's one of the Vanir gods of, of wisdom, fertility, and and peace. Um, I was thinking about him as as a potential um, candidate for a designer and a character. What are your thoughts about Vanaheim being the way it is? I just like you know, the fertility, fact that wisdom, seeing the future, stuff like that. Yes, that also kind of reminds me of like a gatekeeper, right? Um. I forgot his name, Anthor, where he was able to, I think he's just named the gatekeeper, and he has a son. Um, and the fact that they made peace with the other Asgardians, um, I thought that was also a pretty interesting aspect, in my opinion. It is true. Well, you know, it's like an earthy moss feeling to me, so really going heavily nature is not a bad alternative you could go also like an old forgotten god character so let's say some stories used gods they're like older gods they don't really get worshipped anymore well you can bring that character back to life through a transformation of sorts so that's kind of what Vanenaheim gives me any other themes within Vanenaheim you want to give like to character design um I'm not kind of too familiar with the characters. Can you like give some examples? I could probably think of some. Okay, so you have nature. You have the yes. earth. You have forgotten gods who are no longer worship. You can also do 
a rock creature of sorts. Since it's part of the earth, you could do a literal definition. You could do like fawns that are like wooden creatures with horns, but are like deal. <laughs> oh, like nature. the Groot or from Guardians yeah. of the Out. <laughs> you can do it him too. You can do a plant creature so there's different ways to go about it that's pretty nice nature as a theme is pretty adversely adaptable living trees walking among us or a mountain creature that picks it up and has all this moss growing on it and there's different ways to interpret that yeah yeah that's vanaheim with the veneer gods being the way they are last realm probably the best one i like visually um, Elfheim. So Elfheim is actually the home of the elves. Funny enough, a class of demi-god-like humans and pre and religion of the North and other Germanic people. Let's see. So it's the home of the elves, the lightful realm, the dwelling place for the light or the bright elves. These bright, beautiful, luminous beings being inspired in the arts, music, and creativity in general. So when you think of Elfheim being the realm of the light elves or bright elves, what do you think of? Um, I'm, so with elf character, I'm trying to think of one that has to do something with Nord. Like, that's like a, I like fair. No, fairies and elves are different things, right? Like different races. Yeah. Um, put it in that way. I'm trying to think. Um, the fairy. I actually can't think of one off the top of my head of a witch specific character of the elves would okay. be in um i'm not sure well with uh light elves specifically um it's usually bright colors very color very bright color palette they tend to represent more of the lighter side so they're very pale in comparison to the darker elves and overall they're very inclined with the nature so they elves typically fit with nature because of how they live as a kosh society together. They consist of land and also Elfenheim being the actual place where it actually happens. It's interesting to know how it all works because the Veneer god, Ferrier, is said to be the ruler of Elfenheim, which I based um, the Van Anaheim uh, scenario, scenario with that. But it's kind of interesting seeing that uh, the, the relationship between elves and Venir is highly ambitious. Instead of overlap between the two groups, Furious position as Lord of Elfheim, therefore, while hard to interpret, could be entirely surprising. So when you look at it and the depths of it, you actually have a decent coexisting between Venerheim and Elfheim being connected to the Vindvir and Freya. Anything else you want to say about Elfheim? Uh, I have no additional points, no. Gotcha. Yeah, with that being said, uh, overall, yeah, because uh, when Freya came into existence, there's the Azir Vanir War, which is between Asgard and Vanaheim at the time. That's how Freya became the ruler of Elfheim, as a god who belongs to the Veneno tribe of deities. Also an honorable member of the other tribe of North God, the Asir. So he's been in Asgard, but also is a Veneer himself tribe. So with Elfenheim, I would say this. Bright color palette, nature as the foreground, like in the background, and very close to 
deep hypolized fantasy. I think elves are probably the most known in the fantasy world, so drawing them up actually be really cool. I can see it now. Kimmy being the elf. Instead of cat ears, he has elf ears. I can see myself as elf from from the Christmas movie. Christmas <laughs> 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 elves. No, oh, gosh. Christmas elves are even worse. Oh, yes. like me little things. <laughs> oh, gosh. But yeah, that concludes uh, character design and theme methods. We analyze nine reference pictures of different realms of the Yukoso tree. And as a result, we discuss the characters that fit within the theme of the, the different realms. And I'm glad that uh, Chris, no, our guest, Emma was able to show up and give eyesight to at least three worlds. And Helheim, Asgard, and Jotaheim. And Kimmy was able to finish it out with me. Any final thoughts before we go? Um, I like the idea of Norvizology. I'm really looking forward. We can do like another podcast about this. Like, I really had nice interest about, uh, on the Greek mythology and stuff. Um, I'm willing to do this again, of course, on a different topic. But then Nor mythology. Whoa. So, I'm yeah, so I like it overall. Yeah, I think with my uh, aesthetics, I think I kind of chose four different realms as it ran as four of the nine that was actually good. North of North of Vio, Jotaheim, which I did forest giants for the silhouette of the characters for the cover art for Jotaheim. But Anaheim, we did an elf that was hunting. Um. Elfheim, we actually did Freya in one of the old depictions of Freya. And the other one was um, Elfheim and Vanillaheim. Vanillaheim, we did. Yeah, we did. Oh, Moldavia being the home of the dwarf. That's what I forgot. So, with that Bye. being said, we basically covered themes. I'm either going to do Freya of Vanillaheim or Gotti. That is also a ice giant in origin who is basically being an elf. So it's gonna be interesting to see how if nature wins Orthod Marcy for Vanaheim or Icy and Winterish like Jotaheim. So and Kimmy's kind of biased against Gotti. I'm kinda of biased against Freya now. So I don't know. It could be interesting. Who do you think we Yeah, bet? I mean, I actually wouldn't know. Unless we play a game of Smite, we can do a 1v1. Let's <laughs> see which one's better. <laughs> yeah. Well, true. I'm going to be the character with special effects makeup and here, the photographer. So, having the wardrobe plus the, plus the hair, the makeup, and the prosthetics to look like a character, it's going to be kind of cool. And the photo shoot to have it. So, stay in tune for that project. It's going to be an extra inclusive. Which is for this entire podcast. But yeah, we can talk to you all day. But I think we wrapped it up. So, generally, thank you for being here. Kimmy, you were yeah. saved because you didn't die in Hellheim. <laughs> yeah, thank you, Mick, for saving me. I appreciate it. So there you go. You saved all the boredom and he came back from the time. And <laughs> he's going to be here for more often because he's not going to go anywhere. Nope. All right, guys. See you later.
This concludes another episode of MC Anime Podcast. MC Anime Podcast is available on podcast directories like Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and YouTube. We also have our website at mcanimepodcast.com. If you want to directly support us, then follow Patreon blog MC Anime. Finally, if you want services for hire, then we're available on Fiverr for audio and video production, graphic design, idea consulting, and blog and article writing. 